This is Cycle Talk SA episode 8. I'm Brad Brown. Thank you so much for joining us this week. And yeah, before we get into this week's show, just a big thank you to everyone who sent tweets and uh, Facebook messages about last week's show uh, with MTN Quebec team principal Douglas Ryder. Very, very cool interview as well. If you haven't heard it yet, go back and download it, cycletalksa.co.za forward slash seven. That's where you can pick up that interview. Uh, yeah, I just loved my chat with Douglas about the team, how they're doing in Europe, and what their hopes and ambitions are for the coming season. And just the whole Quebec story is just so inspirational as well. So definitely go check that out. Coming up on this week's show, it is an all-girls show this week, besides me. Uh, we chat to Liesl van der Vestes and TV and radio personality, who has done a fair bit of cycling in her life, but uh, has come off the bike uh, of late and uh, was very nervous to get back on but she's finally back on and I spoke to her a little bit about that what she's up to from a work perspective as well uh, and how she manages to juggle uh, everything that she does do and then I also caught up with Cherie Stunder who as we speak and at the time of recording this she's cycling across South Africa with uh, a bunch of intrepid cyclists who are doing their little bit to raise awareness for that 1.5 meter uh, legislation that they are hoping to get put into law. If you want to find out more about it, be sure to listen to the interview with Cherie. Uh, very, very honest account as well from Cherie about uh, how she struggled to get back onto the bike after her husband, Barry Stunder, was killed earlier this year uh, in a motor accident while he was out on his bike. So very, very honest interview there. Love chatting to Cherie. And uh, yeah, get behind the calls. I definitely think it is well, well worthwhile. That's all coming up on the show this week. Don't forget, as always, if you'd like to be in touch, you can pop me an email, podcast at cycletalksa.co.za. You can also find us on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com forward slash cycletalksa. Or if you'd like, you can uh, be in touch on Twitter as well. It is at CycleTalkSA. That is the easiest way to get hold of us on the, the social media networks. And if you are downloading this podcast through a platform like iTunes, if you wouldn't mind just taking a couple of minutes and leaving us a star review uh, or a written review, that would be very helpful as well. And what that does is it helps other people find this podcast on iTunes and uh, just helps us spread the word about cycling here in South Africa. So without further ado, let's get straight into the show. And first, we chat with Liesl van Vestesen. Radio and TV personality Liesl van Vestesen joins us now on Cycle Talk SA. Liesl, it's great to chat to you again. It feels like I haven't spoken to you in ages. Are you well? I am absolutely well, and I know the reason why you haven't chatted to me in ages is because I haven't cycled in ages. Uh, but you're back on the bike now, and that's why I wanted to chat to you. You've had a bit of a mental block, haven't you? Because you, you came off the bike, but I'm so glad to hear you are back on. Yeah, it took two years. I had a bad fall after August training for my second Ironman, and I I fell on the way home after the Cape August to Compay Cycle Tour, and uh, I was basically doing it as a training ride, and I'd done 150 k's already in total that day, and I slipped on um, some roadworks. And then I, I, I fractured my pelvis quite badly, and I was out of action for six months, and then had the phobia of getting back on the bike, and I never did, and then a year later, I got on the bike the night before, for the first time uh, before the last year's um, cycle tour and did the cycle tour, did my worst time ever, it took me like six hours to do it, dreaded it the whole way because I was so scared of the bike, got off the bike and basically uh, put the bike away and never got back on it until two months ago. Um, 
I just eventually just got over the mental block. I had friends come out with me, run next to me. And like, you know, when your dad does, when you're a kid, <laughs> oh, you to cycle yeah. again. Yeah. That's what they had to do. All right, brilliant. Liesl, it, it is a big thing. I mean, a lot of people, I mean, people always joke that you're not a cyclist. There's two types of cyclists. Either you, you've fallen off or you haven't fallen off yet, but you're going to fall yeah. off at some stage. And and getting back up is is huge. I mean, it takes a, a, a it, it takes a lot to to sort of get your confidence back because it is it's it's such a confidence thing. What have you done? Is there anything in particular you've done to sort of really wrap your head around getting getting back on the bike and just getting that confidence back up? Listen, I have to tell you, I, I cried. I couldn't get myself on the bike. I would look at the bike and put it away. Then I'd go into my driver and cycle a little bit. Then I'd put it away because I realized how slow I was on the bike. And I think that was the mental block that got me. I wasn't as fit as I was when I'd done um, the Ironman and everything else. So for me, that was the block how I, you know, wasn't good, wasn't fit enough. And I kept saying to myself, you know, you're never going to get that strength back. And eventually I just thought, you know what, I'm going to start slow. And I started doing some gym work and um, working on power plates and working with the uh, body tech just to get my strength back in my legs. And I took the cycling slow to 10Ks. Then the following week, I came back at a 20. And then from 20, I added up to 40, 40. Now I'm on, on 100. And, and I'm quite comfortable. I've, I've fallen off in the last two months. I've fallen off twice. Once on my mountain bike quite badly over the weekend. And once on my road bike, um, I rode into Jan Bry. We were cycling together. <laughs> um, but what was nice is I've had really... Um, Good friends that have, have motivated me to get back on the bike. Dave Belair from the Cycle Tour. Mike Finch uh, has gone on the bike with me a few times to make sure I'm okay and stuck by me. And Jan Bry as well. So I've got a special group of, of friends who, you know, motivate me every week and, and make sure that I'm there to get on the bike and, and wait for me and just show me little, little technique things that I've forgotten. So that's made it special for me. No, that's that's awesome. I mean, we've had Jan on the show as well, and and Liesl, that's the big thing. I mean, a, a lot of people don't realise, and you've mentioned it as well. You're not just a, a weekend sort of just plodding along. You've done you've done an Ironman. You've you you've done the the Coronation Double Century before. So it was a big thing for you. It's like you were cycling proper proper, came off the bike and just lost all your confidence. So it wasn't like you were just messing around on the bike and now it's oh, it's just fun and games trying to get back on. It was a real mental block for you. And and you set the goal again. You're going to go back and and do the the Coronation Double Century this year. That's the goal I set to myself and. Um from there, I've signed up for every single cycle race. And normally, I'm, I'm a triathlete. I'm not a cyclist. So I normally enter every single triathlon. So I've gone off triathlon, and I've, I've taken up mountain biking. I've, I've entered um, Ride the Rhino, which is a three-day uh, mountain bike race at the end of September. I don't know from why I've done that, because I'm still a beginner <laughs> on the mountain bike. And Double Century, I've signed up for the Burger Cycle Challenge. I've signed up for the PPC1 Tunner. I've signed up for uh, the End Classic. I sign up every weekend for a cycle race so that I can, you know, get myself back into just cycling. And I've, I've, I've given a triathlon just to skip for the next year, and I'm going to focus on mountain biking and cycling. And uh, I thought the best way to do it is to sign up for these things. And once you make that goal and that commitment, you know that you need to follow through. And, and I tweeted about it. So now I know that it's out there. I'm going to have to stick and, and meet my goals.
Yeah, I love that. I mean, that's just so important as well is, is when it comes to goal settings is, is tell people you're going to do it. Uh, it's, it's easy. I mean, we chatted to Gavin Daisel from 94.7 a couple of weeks ago on the show, and, and he's in that process now where he's just starting out, but he wants to do the Momentum 94.7 cycle challenge, and he went on air and told everyone he's doing it. So there's absolutely no backing out now because he's, he's literally told everyone he's doing it. That's, that's the only way to do it, and it's the best way because people motivate you. You don't realize on, on social media, people feel the same with you. People also feel scared of getting back on the bike, and people also have those days where you don't feel like training. And if you put it out there, you just realize how many other people are, have gone through it or feeling it or motivate you to do it. So, um, yeah, once it's out there, it's also every day you get a message from someone else who's cycling, saw you on the road, or when people ride past their hoose and they say, hey, Liesl, um, so... Yeah, it's nice. It's nice to have it out there and have people support you, whether it's family or just uh, social media. Yeah, absolutely. And Liesl, the last time we chatted, I'm trying to think, it was ages ago. I mean, I've mentioned you did Ironman. I think the last time we chatted, you were training for the doozy. Yes, and that was probably that's right. That was doozy last year, and I'd, I'd done two doozies, and I've done two Breda River challenges, and we wow. came first in our K2 in both uh, last year and this year. So the canoeing's been going well. Um, I love canoeing. And then I've taken up the stand-up paddleboarding and surfing, so that's in between everything else. You've become a proper Cape Tonian, haven't you? I am not as, as laid back as, as Cape Tonians, <laughs> but in terms of uh, embracing the city and the mountain and and everything, yes, I have. I've even been naughty and gone cycling on my own in Pukai Forest um, because of my hours. I sometimes don't have anyone to cycle with. But, um, yeah, I love the city. I love what it has to offer. Um, I love the cycle lanes. I love that I can feel safe and go on the cycle lanes and know that I can cycle on my own and be safe. So it just gives me, you know, I'm not on the road. It's on the cycle lane. It's off the road. So I embrace the city for what it's worth and for the fact that they, they're very pro-cyclist here. All right, then let, let's talk about Cape Town. I mean, it is, it's an amazing place to live and, and train in. What's your favorite, favorite place to ride? I mean, let's, let's let the cat out of the bag. Are we going to get your route swamped? But where, where do you love, absolutely love riding around Cape Town? I love Chapman's Peak. I absolutely love it. I'm on, I've got a, a few bikes. Um, I have a, 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 road, a road bike so to Chapman's Peak, over Chapman's Peak, Newark, uh, to Colt Bay, favorite, and I stop at uh, Cafe Olympia for, for, they've got the best boiled eggs and the best chicken pies. I've left some notes here that I'm eating a chicken pie. Um, and then, just have the chicken, um, don't eat the pie, just the chicken. Yeah, no, I, I normally don't. I normally just eat the filling, so I'm quite good <laughs> like that. And at least I'm getting my protein from their boiled eggs. Don't ask me why the eggs are so amazing. And um, then... Um, in the city, I just love on a Sunday morning early when the city's still waking up. On a Saturday morning early, I go on my fixed speed. I've got a little purple bike that I put together, uh, one speed bicycle with a white basket, and then I go around and I do my shopping like that, and I'll cycle to work like that. Except on the uphills, it's quite difficult to get there. And then mountain biking, now I'm enjoying that. So I go out in, in Tiger Valley up on the trails there. Sounds uh, sounds amazing. And work-wise, Liesl, you, I, I can safely say you're probably the busiest person I know in this industry. You have got fingers in pies everywhere. What are you up to work-wise nowadays? Where can people find you? Um, you can catch me with Ryan O'Connor on KFM Breakfast. I, I, I do traffic on the breakfast show. Um, I'm also on airports radio, carnival radio. I write for a local paper in Cape Town for 48 hours. I have my online TV show called 48 Hours, Living It Up with Liesl. Um, I present for Fashion One, and I start presenting a travel show for, on DSTV at the end of the month it airs. So super busy, and I still find time to cycle and train in between. 
And um, I have to tell you the funniest thing that happened to me on a cycle, talking about the chicken pie earlier. Sorry, I just remembered. I, I had the chicken pie in my backpack while I was cycling from Olympia, and I took it out to eat, and it slipped out of my hand and hit the car behind me on the windscreen. So that's the most embarrassing thing that's happened to me on the bike. <laughs> you didn't know the person in the car? No, I had to apologize. Oh, really? And, and obviously they recognized me, and I felt, <laughs> so small. It was the worst. It was like literally a splat on their, their windscreen. That is brilliant. That is brilliant. Liesl, and then <laughs> you, you talk about, I mean, just hearing you talk about your work and what you're up to makes me tired just hearing that. And, and you talk about finding the time to train. What advice can you give to someone who, who is battling, who, who's maybe working crazy hours? Because that's one thing about the industry that we're in. We, we don't work sort of fixed hours all the time. It is very erratic. But what would you say to someone who, who is just battling to find the time to, to get out on the bike and do a bit of training? What could they do to, to sort of get that balance right? Listen, when I was living in Joburg, I was training at four in the morning and a whole group of cyclists go out at that time. And I haven't had, I've been had very hectic schedules where I've been working in the day. So I've been getting up at four and, and hitting the gym and doing some stuff on the stationary bike and working out a schedule where I can, where it's not, uh, it's about quality training and getting the right training. Um, my advice would be get a group and start cycling with a group. Don't do it alone. It's hard to get back into it on your own or get out there, especially in the early mornings, especially in Joburg, in the cold. Um, but yeah, in Cape Town, there's so many cyclists that head out early as well. Um, in the northern suburbs around the city, I'm seeing cyclists and runners going out. So set yourself a goal, whether it's a first 10K, 20K, and just go out there and do it. And then focus on the weekends for the longer ride. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, and, and I'm glad to hear that you are cycling with with a bunch. It, it just does make it so much easier knowing, especially when it's cold and miserable when you need to wake up and go ride. It just it makes it so much easier to get out there knowing that someone's waiting for you, and, and for them it's the same deal, that it's it's more difficult to chicken out of a session if you're doing it with a group than if you're doing it on your own. Exactly. You're not going to let your friends down. So there's been days where I've gone out, we've got a whole DC team and we all go out on a Sunday where it's been raining and howling, but we all meet up and we still all go out because you know you're not going to let the other one down. Yeah, and also raining and howling. If it's anything, if DC this coming year is anything like DC last year, you want to be practicing in that raining and howling because it was an absolute howler weather-wise last year that I rode in. Yeah, no, I heard that the wind was terrible and I remember the one year that I rode, it also rained. Um, but I'm, I'm getting used to cycling on my mountain bike in the rain. It will be sunny and I'll go out on a ride. And as I get on the turnaround point, it will just start bucketing down. So I'm kind of used to the rain at the moment. It's not a nice thing when you're out in the rain. But uh, you've got to get out there and do it. And when it rains in Cape Town, I mean, like we've had the last couple of weeks, I've just adjusted my training and have to go to spinning classes and do stationary bike and do heel uh, interval sessions and lactic threshold sessions on the stationary bikes at the gym. Just yeah. to get my, you know, get my time on the bike. And the truth of the matter is, uh, rain has dissolved no one ever. So I mean, the rain's not going to kill you. So, but Liesl, let, let me just ask you a, a quick one as well. You, you're talking about doing the the double century come come November, but you you're the type of person that that's very sort of goal orientated and, and and driven. What's the sort of long term plan? You're saying that you 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 you're laying off the triathlons for the next year. Have you got some big goals with regards to to cycling? You've mentioned the three day stage race, the the mountain and bike that you're going to do? Are you looking at some, some other big ones perhaps next year? Um, there's a few big ones that I'm looking at later uh, next year, but nothing on the cards at the moment. Uh, I just want to get my I just want to get my confidence back and I want to get confident on the mountain bike. So I look at anything and if people have suggestions or, or ideas on what I can do, because as I say, I'm new to cycling now. It's like a whole new thing to me. 
um, I'm happy and open to suggestions for races and, and ideas on what mountain bike races to do. So if Kevin for Mark had to come to you and say, Liesl van der Veste is and we want you to ride the Epic next year. Um, I tell him I think about it. <laughs> I love it. Liesl, before I let you go, I'm going to put you on the spot and run you through 10 quick questions. That I want first thing. Yes. First thing that comes to your mind: Apple, BlackBerry, or Android? BlackBerry. The best app that you use on BlackBerry? Uh, grab it. It grabs the contacts that have sent you an email and puts the updated details in, in your um, phone and updates the contact accordingly. Okay, cool. What song are you absolutely loving right now? Uh, I think it's Katy Perry's "Raw." Is it her "Raw"? It's called "Raw." Okay. And then, uh, what book are you reading at the moment? I am reading The Secret Race. Aha, uh-huh. Tyler Hamilton. We had him on the show last week here on Cycle Talk SA. Interesting chat. Yes, that one. I know. Uh, and then what's the best movie you've seen in the last year? I watched uh, Elysium just two days ago. All right, cool. And then uh, what's the best restaurant you've eaten at recently? Oh, uh, Cape Town's got so many to mention. La Moyette, uh, Pirnia Falamot, uh, Society Bistro, um, geez, um, I'm, I'm, Cape since I moved to Cape Town, I'm surprised I haven't doubled in size. Um, <laughs> that's why you're just, cycling. I love the good food. That's why yeah. you're cycling. Uh, and then tell me. Yeah, what, that's why I'm cycling. <laughs> what, what would you be doing if you weren't doing what you're doing now in, in the radio and TV business? Um, I'd probably be doing something in sports, whether it's physio or marketing, sports marketing, uh, or, or PR. Uh, why do you ride? I ride. Because I love it. I ride because it makes me smile. And I, I go, woohoo, and, and I just cheer when I'm going down hills. I love the freedom, and I love the city smell of Cape Town and the fresh air and the sea. If so you, I ride because I enjoy life. Brilliant. If you had to get stuck on a tandem with someone, who would it be? I'd like to be stuck on a tandem with Mike Finch, the editor of Bicycling <laughs> Magazine. So I can give him a hard time because he gave me a hard time saying that I would never finish an Ironman or a Juicy Canoe Marathon. Are you on the front or the back of that tandem? I would actually let him drive. You're a brave woman. Liesl van der Westeisen, thank you so much for chatting to us today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I look forward to seeing you on the road soon. Thank you. I hope that my cycling comes along well and I can give you some good feedback on all the races I've done. Brilliant, brilliant. Liesl, thank you so much. Thanks for the support. Cycle Talk SA this week. I've been following their journey uh, over the last couple of days here on social media networks, on Twitter and that sort of thing. And it's an absolute pleasure to welcome onto the show this week, Sheree Standish. Sheree, welcome onto Cycle Talk SA. Thanks for your time today. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Sheree, we find you in the bustling megalopolis of Tienison in the middle of the free state. What on earth are you doing in Tienison? <laughs> um, we're actually doing a project. Um, they've asked me to join it. Um, it's a, just to create awareness for the one and a half meter gap that we want to get legislated into law. Um, so PPA have contacted me and asked me to participate in this event to create awareness. Um, we basically, they're doing um, three stages um, and going from Joburg to Cape Town. All right, so, so there's a group of you basically cycling from, from Gauteng all the way down to the Western Cape. You, when, when did you start riding? started at the cycle lab in four ways um, and then stage one is until Bloemfontein so we reach Bloemfontein tomorrow. Um, there's about six of us that have done this stage then there we basically swap around so stage two will be different people that will be riding from Bloemfontein to Oetwering 
And then um, stage three will be from Oatswater to the Western Cape. Unfortunately, I'm not doing the whole thing until um, Western Cape. I will be doing the last the last ride into Cape Town, um, but it was just a bit to get the timing to get to take three weeks off now. It was a bit difficult, but um, there will be people riding all the way until until the Western Cape. And, and you say it's going to take over three weeks from when you started. Yes, there is days that they rest in between. They reach Cape Town on the 28th of September. Okay. Shuri, the, the 1.5 meter sort of gap, I mean, I've seen the, the bumper stickers. Lots of guys are, are sort of cycling in the tops. Talk to us a little bit about, about the initiative that, that PPA has got you involved on and, 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 and sort of what they're hoping to achieve. Well, I mean, it's basically just asking people to respect us um, as cyclists. You know, um, the, it takes about five to ten seconds longer just to pass a cyclist um, with one and a half meters. And PPA, um, they've actually started this this organization a couple of years ago and it's just to show to show motorists that we are on the road that we would like to be to be respected um obviously it's something that i feel very passionate about um i mean ever since january i've been very scared to go on the road and for me being a main road rider it's it's really difficult um it basically took the freedom away from what i was feeling or what i was used to feeling on the road um so I'm very passionate about it and I'm very lucky or very happy that they have asked me to actually be involved in this project. Um, we are riding with all the, with a big Toyota van that's got the one and a half meter branding on it with a trailer on. We're all riding in one and a half meter shirts, um, handing out stickers as far as we go. We actually have a couple of motors that have actually stopped us and asked us for bumper stickers. Um, and that's, that's what we want to get out there. We just want people to see us. Um, to see to see this awareness that we're trying to create and um, to eventually sign get the petition signed and hand over the petition in um, in when we when we reach Cape Town and then get it legislated into law that it is actually a rule that that motors have to pass cyclists with one and a half meters. Yeah, I mean, surely that that law would be be amazing as well. But but I think what you guys are doing is amazing because it's it's a mindset thing and and it's an, it's an awareness thing just to 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 get it into people's heads. And I mean, as as good as the law would be, I mean, we all know <laughs> if you have something law doesn't mean people are going to obey the mm. law. So it, it's basically just trying to change people's mindsets into into realizing that that us as cyclists are. are, are or just like any other road user on the road, we, we have a right to be there. And, and, and that goes both ways. I say that it also means that, that with that right for cyclists comes responsibilities too. And you've got to obey the, the rules of the road as a cyclist too. I'm sure you'd agree with that. No, of course. Um, that is something that we have tried to be very strict on is to obey the rules of the road. Um, like you said, it definitely goes both ways. We can't demand respect for motorists if we're not respecting motorists. Um, for me, it's also, like I said, it takes the longest one minute to pass cyclist safely, but for that cyclist, it can mean his whole life. Yeah. Um, for me, it's very important that motorists see cyclists as people. You know, they have a family. They have people waiting for them at home. They're not this robot that is just in the road doing some very odd thing. They are actually human beings. Um, and, you know, I think by having a group riding on the road, talking to people, um, it's just getting that word across. People can actually associate cyclists with with, um, with actual, you know, with actual stories that they have heard from us. Um, so for me, that is very important. Um, I just, I really want to get motorists to see that we have a life on the road, um, that we will be heard. You know, we can all t- change from road cycling to mountain biking, but that's not. 
that's not what we want to do. I mean, I love riding on the road. Um, I don't want to stop just because of motorists. Um, so it's definitely something that I'm willing to fight on. Um, I will battle it out. I know it's going to take a long time to to get the perspective changed, but if each of us just just does a little bit to to promote the awareness of cycling, it'll go a long way. Yeah, I could I couldn't agree with you more, Sri. And 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 you mentioned it was really hard for you sort of to get back on the bike after after you lost Barry earlier on this year. It's been a it's been a terrible year for you, but but I've just got so much respect for you because it, it couldn't have been easy to to sort of get back in the saddle and 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 know that that you're doing something that you you ended up losing the person that was so close to you or the closest to you, and and you you basically back on the horse essentially. How how difficult was that for you? I mean, it's still difficult, you know. I climb on my bike every day, and it's it's a battle that I'm fighting every day. Um, I've had cases where I had to stop um, riding my riding my bike, and luckily I was with friends. But I actually I just have a meltdown next to the road. Um, it's I'm sure it's not going to go away easy. It is. It's one of the most difficult things that I've ever had to do. But like I said, I've al- I've already lost the biggest the biggest thing in my life it's not worth it for me to lose the second biggest thing which is cycling at this moment um also in a way it's keeping me sane it gives me a purpose in life and that is just why i decided i mean i can either stop and not, not touch my bike at all which i have done for a couple of months um, but it didn't bring me anywhere or i can try and climb on my bike and um try and change change people's mindsets and hopefully somewhere along the line same save someone else's life save another cyclist's life um yeah, it's like I said, it's still it's still a fighting battle every day. Some days are better than others, um, but so just taking it as it comes. Yeah, it it can't be easy, Shri. I mean, I, I can't imagine what it must be like to lose a spouse. But uh, I mean, someone like Barry was was an amazing person. He was an amazing cyclist, and just such a such a role model for 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 everybody in this country with regards to cycling. Uh, and he's a massive, massive loss to to the whole cycling fraternity. Sheree, you mentioned that it's a case of just changing people's changing people's mindsets, and and that's what you guys, the small group that you are on the road now, as we speak. What can an individual cyclist who's sitting at home, maybe listening to this? What can they do to to sort of help the cause? Uh, would, would it mean chatting to 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 sort of friends who aren't cyclists, colleagues, perhaps, just just to educate them about what what we're trying to achieve? Um, yeah, definitely. You know, just um, I actually joining forces with with PPA to get into this initiative by putting all the branding on your cars, the bumper stickers on your cars. I mean, it is free to do it. Then there's also the um, website, which is www.pedalpower.org.za. Um, obviously, we do need a lot of funding that that needs to create these events um, and um, shirts and wind jammers and rain jackets that, that they are selling. Um, we actually have had motorists that say just by wearing this one with a bright yellow shirt with a one and a half meter passing um, sign on it, it actually creates, it makes them think and um, they actually do then pass one and a half meters where they just, if they just saw a normal shirt, they maybe wouldn't have done that. So it is worth it for the people as well to just go and they go buy yourself a shirt, go support um support this amazing thing that they are trying to do and then there will be another mass ride in Bloemfontein on Saturday, um, a mass ride in Oatswain and then a mass ride going into Cape Town on the 28th of September. Okay, Sheree, and, and those mass rides, people can find details on that website as well? Yes, find details on the website, um, on Facebook, which is facebook.com um, slash Pedal Power Association or on Twitter. Um, my Twitter name is Taylor Chick one 
I will be tweeting all the details um, from the from all the, the mass sites. All right, that's cool. Shri, what I'll do is I'll pop all the uh, those web addresses, the, the Facebook uh, address, as well as your Twitter handle on our website too, so that if somebody's listening to this, they can just click straight through from the show notes for this episode, and they'll be able to find the details there too. And then, Shri, from a personal point of view, I mean, are you still racing? Are you still... You still uh, competitive. I mean, I know you said you, you you're struggling to get back on the bike. I mean, have you got any ambitions to to get racing proper proper again? I definitely have had the feeling within me that I'm not finished with racing. Um, like I said, I have taken a couple of months off, so it's it's taking a while to get to get back to fitness. But I'm very fortunate that I have had amazing support from all my sponsors, from USN and from Specialized. Um, and they're continuing to support me and hopefully I'll get back to racing by the end of the year. I'm doing the Cape Pioneer with my dad. Um, so that'll just kind of be to get back up the base, the base miles. Um, 94.7 I will be racing. And then, yeah, next year I'll definitely be doing Epic again and August and all of that stuff. So I'm hoping by next year I'll be, I'll be back in racing form. I love it. Sri Stunner, thank you so much for chatting to us today. Uh, I love what you're doing. appreciate everything. And also, uh, from the broader cycling community, we just want to send our regards. And, and, and we all sort of, we don't know how you feel, but just know that our thoughts are with you in this, in this sort of, it's been a really rough year. And, and hopefully it does get better yeah. for you. Thank you very much, Fran. I really appreciate it. And I mean, like I said, all the support that I have received from the public, it's, it's really been incredible. Um, you know, no ways I could wake up in the morning without all the support that I've been that I've been getting. So yeah, just thank you to everyone out there as well. No worries. Sri, you guys be safe and, and we'll catch up soon hopefully. Okay, perfect. Thank you, Brad. Cool, take care. Bye bye. Well that's it for another edition of Cycle Talk SA. Don't forget if you'd like to be in touch the email address is podcast at cycletalksa.co.za. You can tweet us as well at cycletalksa, or you can just search for us uh, on Facebook using the same word, cycletalksa. It is that easy. Be in touch. If there's someone you'd like us to feature on the show, perhaps you'd like us to chat to, or if you know of an event or if you belong to a cycling club uh, and you have an event that's coming up soon, just be sure to pop us an email or be in touch on those social media networks and we'll be more than willing to have a chat with you here on Cycle Talk SA. Thanks to both my guests today, Liesl and Cherie. Really do appreciate your time, ladies. Uh, it was fascinating and fabulous chatting to both of you. So from myself, Brad Brown, until next week here on Cycle Talk SA, have yourself a good one, and we'll chat soon. Cheers.